Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. So how do we know that we're doing our best, as in living our purpose, maximizing our fate and inverted commas, etc. Like, how do we know that we're doing what we're meant to be doing here? Because I think about that a lot. I'm like, am I failing at this? Like, did I come out of my karma and all of that stuff? And like, I'm following my heart, but am I listening to it wrong? Like, could I be doing better? Am I doing my best? In the simplest form, because we know we can't possibly be doing any more than we already are at the present. But you could be doing more. You could be making different decisions. You could be saying no when you want to say yes. Or you could be saying yes when you want to say no. You know, yeah, I was going to say, make sure you get the converse in there. Yeah, I know. You know, you could be, like, there's so many things you could be doing better. So how do you know you're not doing no, better? that's not true. In our karma, we could always be doing more and better. In our post-karmic reality, yes, technically, I could be doing, like, I could finish the project at 10 o'clock last night instead of finishing it at 8 a.m. this morning like I did. But that was really neither here nor there. Again, the key phrases no any more than I'm already doing in the present which means I am enough everything I'm doing is enough and I'm perfectly aware that there is nothing more I can do in the present and if I were aware of it I would be doing it or you're making a conscious choice not to do it which means you're not doing it for a reason you're definitely operating from a place of full consciousness of the space yeah exactly that's what I mean yeah so if you if you feel like you want to if you feel like you don't want to do something listen to it. And if you feel like you do want to do something, listen to it. And I have to say, it's definitely with the work. I've definitely noticed like, you know, before I used to work well into the night every day, Mm. exhaust myself to the point where like, I was looking for what, someone to give me a medal. Like, I don't know. I just worked so, so hard because I wanted to get through my cameras. No, (laughs) I can't. Um, Because I just wanted, you know, I wanted to get to the end of my karma. I thought the harder I worked, the faster I would get there. Which by the way, as a side note, was not true. Because actually... That just kind of keeps you in your karma. Yeah, I just, I actually had, first of all, was consistently thinking I wasn't good enough, consistently disappointed because I wasn't getting what I thought I deserved by working so hard because I hadn't actually lived, Mm -hmm. right? I was learning all the theory, but not understanding any of its application. And actually you can understand theory till you're blue in the face, unless you've actually lived it. Can't choose differently when you're not giving yourself the opportunity to choose. Yeah, no, because spirituality is not an intellectual exercise. No, although I made it one. A lot of people do. Yeah. To be fair, they really do. They really want to, quote unquote, understand yeah. it all, right? Yeah. To its very core yeah. and exhaust themselves with the constant learning and the constant, okay, well, if I understand this, then I can go live my life. Like once I really, you know, once I get to the bottom of yeah. X, Y, Z, I mean, it's yeah. endless, by the way. No, no. And by the way, yeah, you can, there's always more to do. There oh, is always more to do. There is no bottom in spirituality because you can keep making shit up. Yeah, and okay, you heard it here first. But also, there's no bottom to looking at stuff. There's always another angle that we can look at, like how mommy didn't love me or daddy made me feel like not great enough. There's always more angles to everything, right? At some point, we just have to live. Yes. So in my karma, I was working like that, and I didn't really get much done until I actually went outside and started living and then making choices from the heart and then learning. And actually, that was far more peaceful because... Because I was making choices piece by piece, mm-hmm. I actually was, it might have been like sad or hard or niggly or upset and lots of crying and all that kind of shit. 
but also there were lots of moments of peace because I was finally listening to myself mm -hmm. and that was all I had to learn. So once you're out of your karma and you're in this kind of new space where you've learned to listen to yourself, if yourself wants to have a bath and go to bed early, that's what you do. And it's okay. Yes, I could be up writing another book. I could be up editing another podcast. I could be up, I don't know, doing some sit-ups or, you know, having a diet. I don't know. I could be doing loads of things. But actually what I've learned is the more I push myself to do what I think I should do rather than what I want to do, it's how I got into the mess in the first place. So why would I do that now once I'm out of it? Right. Makes no sense. I can only do what I'm doing and there will always be a reason. Yeah. And it's really one of the most difficult, you know, as much as we think being... If discovering healthy relationships and what those mean out of your karma working quote-unquote working and what that means out of our karma is actually more difficult because when we are oper it is it is it is it is it is is it like in general or in general. and i'm the exception no 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 yes Rhea, we know we, you like to be the exception to a lot of things <laughs> you're like maybe not in this case yeah i'd prefer not no. to be in this case no so let's take a step back when we're operating in 3D, right, our notion of potential and reaching our highest potential was all about that vertical climb because we don't believe that we are good enough. We're constantly working toward proving that we are, right? But we never get there. It's kind of like climbing that mountain of sand. It's just we're constantly collapsing because we never think that we'll ever reach it. Well, also, if you're making being good enough something outside of you, you'll never find it. When it comes to our potential as in the potential when in our fate and realizing that we have a really fucked up relationship to understanding how to get there and how to maximize our potential, right? Because we're always going to assume that we're never going to get there. It's we're never going to do enough. We're never going to be enough, etc. Sad. Yeah. So we either fall short of it on purpose because it's like, okay, well, I'm going to fail anyway, or I'm never going to get there. So why don't I just whatever, or we end up minimizing it. Like I really only could get here. So it's enough. It's enough. So either way we're, we're sort of ping ponging, but never really reaching our potential. Why is our relationship to work harder than our relationship to relationships? Because you're always going to find people. There's always going to be something, someone who comes your way may not always be an actualized relationship may not always yield the sort of result you want, but you can always be in relationship. So there's, you're, never you're never short of somebody. Whereas with work, it is a lot more elusive to really find and dig into one's purpose. That you can flail at a lot more for a lot longer. But that's why we often hammer home since season, whatever, early days, purpose, purpose, purpose. The reason we banged on about purpose and the beauty of purpose, as in your case, was and allowing yourself to engage with something that allowed you to engage with your light because it mattered to you. It brought you joy, right? To record the podcast. It still somehow gave you a sense of I'm working towards something and that, that something is part of me. It's still me. I'm still processing my shit as I go. I'm still figuring myself out as I go. I'm still, but at the same time, I'm also living in joy. I'm, I'm having these flashes of many flashes okay many flashes of but divinity i'm somehow my divine self like it kind of grew and grew and grew and that's because when we really are engaged with something and i'm going to use this word and i'm sorry but it's the only word that i'm 
able to use about this in a productive manner, right? It's not a distraction. It could have been seen as a hobby or a passion project. You call it what you want. You know, we called it work. Felt mm. like hard work. <laughs> yes, but not in the focused endeavor. Right? <laughs> yeah. But the more immersed you were in that, it became that barometer for you of your personal progression. It wasn't a measure in terms of a judgment measure, but you could sort of see how far you were going the further along in your purpose you got. You also got to gauge your progress in terms of your evolution. How? Because as you said, the work got better as you got better. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Quality, explanations. Yeah. There was just, as you said, energetically, it felt better when you were better. Right? And what happened was as the work got better and you got better, the work got clearer. The work grew. It became more than just the podcast that you started in order to process your feelings. It became, it became teachable. It became really shareable. It became more relatable. And from that grew other things where it could start to branch off, right? It became modules. It became books. It became more until you then could go off and create something of your own. Right. I mean, you saw you could you can now looking back, couldn't see it even two years ago. But now we you have enough road between you and that starting point that you can look back and be like, wow, look where I got. You would not have been able to do that as effectively had you not engaged with your purpose. And my purpose was anything that brought me joy. But something very specific in that moment. Yeah. Which then could evolve and become more. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I also feel very lucky that my purpose, well, it didn't land in my lap at all. I definitely searched it out and worked really hard for it. But, you know, I've seen a lot of people and we've laughed about this, how everyone, including myself, is some kind of like wellness coach or body coach or holistic (laughs) coach or spiritual coach or relationship coach. Uh How does one know what their purpose is? And you just said it's harder than finding relationships. I would argue, hmm, but how does one... <laughs> Thank you for giving me the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but how would, how would one find then their divine expression in the world of work? That's a really good question, right? And probably one of the best ones that we're happy to answer for this season. Because it's fate-related, right? Well, I just didn't expect that much enthusiasm. <laughs> Neither did I, because I'm like, I don't know the answer, so now i got to pull it in. Thanks for the work, Rhea. I personally am less enthusiastic. <laughs> You're welcome. Go on. The real fortunate thing is that a lot of what we've engaged in when we were younger, and I don't necessarily mean as a child, but just in our younger years at some point, would point us to our purpose. So it's not as if it falls, like it comes out of thin air. Like I suddenly can play the flute at 30 and now I'm going to go join an orchestra. Mm. It doesn't really work that way. Often our skills and talents have shown themselves at some stage in our younger life. We're just connecting the dots of Marolda. Exactly. Weaving the threads together. Exactly. Of the fade tapestry. Mm. I mean, I say it like I understand it, but go on. So I'm not saying, oh, I played the piano at six and now suddenly I feel like I'm going to go and go play piano at a bar. Yeah. I mean, 
it's not likely that that would be my purpose. But was I doing something else? Like I used to love to write when I was younger. Mm. Never imagined myself as a writer. Never really imagined that I would write books, at least fiction books. I was very surprised. I experimented, you know, I tried channeling books. I tried that like lasted about five pages. Yeah. So I never really thought, but then I also enjoyed writing poetry and I loved other, you know, everything I really enjoyed when I was younger had to do with words. I would make collages out of magazines. Because what I loved when I was younger was pretending to be a pop star and singing and writing songs and that's not mm-hmm. what I do today. Well, yep, you have written a song and you have recorded a song, Freya, yeah. and you have used a lot of the technology that you, you know, those skills in order to, you know, you've produced videos and, you know, you edit, you record and edit a podcast now. Yeah, from, well, actually, that's true. To be fair, when I was younger, I used to love editing videos. I used to love love. I used to love romance. I used to love relationships. Mm-hmm. I used to love giving advice. I used to love sitting and listening to people talk. I used to love connection. I used to love words. Mm-hmm. I used to love magic. Yeah. I guess, I guess I do all of it now. Yes. And I remember actually one of my friends saying to me once, it's nuts how you've managed to create the perfect job for you. And I guess that's purpose. Yeah. There's always going to be something that, points to it and it might be a tangential skill right as in you didn't necessarily think oh I was going to go do video editing or podcast editing right but somehow that editing skill has come into oh yeah it's totally helped yes yeah it has benefited but it wasn't necessarily the primary thing Mm. right and like I think about but there's things where there's always inclinations and hits that we got when we were Mm. younger that if we follow them Mm. now somehow we will hit upon our purpose and purpose is so important in this, in the sense that it does allow us to hook onto that a thread within our fate tapestry that will help carry us. Mm. So as I said before with you as an example, you're not going to be, you know, we're not going to be doing this podcast forever. This idea that everything that we do or our purpose or that work doesn't have an end. It does. We are, endless we are eternal our purpose is not oh and our work is not it will always evolve and evolve but from one lifetime to the next our purpose will be different okay yeah but like okay fine does that make sense yeah we all have to evolve past what we're doing now otherwise what are we doing yeah right what's the point yeah. we don't we're not in the business of keeping people unhappy no so when you mentioned those who fall into wellness, right? Who make it their personal purpose or mission to help others. Yeah, which could look like me. You're evolving. And also, I'm not really interested in helping others more than I am in helping myself. (laughs) I'm just going to put it out there and own it. I have realized that I can only really help anyone in any shape, way, or form if I'm happy. Mm -hmm. So I'm not looking for other people to validate me and my healing journey. I'm generally looking to be happy and then share how I did that with other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's a bit different. Yeah. And I don't even care if I don't share it with other people. <laughs> not, not, not as much as I care about being happy. I will always choose myself over the yeah. work. Yeah. It's, it's well-meaning to make one's purpose a sort of um, fall into that umbrella. But isn't it a shame to lose people's skill sets to just that? Mm. where a person could really offer so much more than they realize that all they want to do is just coach people through their own issues because it's not necessary. 
No, we're all able to heal ourselves. All we have to do is actually just start making choices. Exactly. And a lot of people will do it in order to avoid actually discovering their true purpose. Why? Because it's easier. It's like going to school and then just saying, you're going to school for a job and then just saying, okay, and I'm going to go do that job now. Right? So are there certain things apart from looking back at your childhood and seeing what things you did? How can we... Not just childhood, <coughs> but you're you just, again, your younger years. Younger like years. Your teens, your early 20s. Yeah. Either way, they're there. And that, yeah. again, was part of your fate. I'm going to go and develop some of these skills or I will... I had a passion for this when I was yeah. younger. So how? So that's basically how we would encourage people to find their purpose work-wise. So their divine expression through their work. Yeah. And it could be also that somebody just really just knows very clearly, I'm meant to do this, mm. whatever it is. I'm meant to be a filmmaker. And it's not just because I loved watching films, but somehow I just know. I just know. That some, some people just have a core knowing. And, and how and are those people usually on mission? No, not necessarily. A lot of them are actually more purpose based. <laughs> mission people can sometimes get very confused. <laughs> like, why the fuck am I here? They're usually people who get very stuck in the why do I exist? And ex- <laughs> they usually suffer from one existential crisis to another because <laughs> they're like, I don't understand why I've incarnated. <laughs> why am I here? What is the point of my entire existence? I don't understand. I would not have chosen this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Where are my crystals? <laughs> but you say all of this, but I always have these feelings of like, am I doing enough? Is it actually too much? Should it be looking like this? Should it be looking different? Should it feel different? I feel I have this like weird push-pull relationship with me and my work. Like sometimes I do and I'm so happy mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can't imagine doing anything else right now. I'm sure I will do in the future, but right now. Mm-hmm. And then there are other times where I'm like, somehow how I'm relating to this isn't quite right. And I'm allowing it to, I'm allowing myself to hurt myself through this. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like even out of my karma, even all of it, I still can pinpoint moments of it like that. Really? Where I've almost felt like I've had to make a choice. Yeah. Mm. Like, But bullshit things that don't really mean anything. But yeah, even still today, sometimes I'll hear like an episode where you have to say no. And I assume that means I have to say no to everything I like. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't know whether it's a hangover from... It's a total hangover. Yeah. It's not and good. I don't really know how to get out of it, really. Because we will have these karmic hangovers for a while. And really... But that's just how we feel. They're not what our life actually looks like, right? No, not at all. It's you, mental. You it's a mental that. body it's thing. It's total mental body thing. So it's just our minds trying to tell us that we haven't really moved. Right. Okay. Because I know, like, on some other level, I know that that's not true. It's and. It's not all. Like, yeah. 5D is and, not all. Yeah. So you it's have everything. this and, you know. And I know that I'd only say no when it makes sense for me to say no. And probably saying no wouldn't even be how I imagine to say no. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like nothing is how we imagine it when we're coming at it from a place of fear or worry that we're not good enough. And I'm not saying that I don't think that I'm enough. I know I am. And when push comes to shove every time, I make a choice from the space. But yeah, my mental body likes tricking me because it's a bit scared. Yeah, it's very scary. It's what you said. Like, do I actually have potential? Is it possible? Is it, you know, like all those things, like these are all very true things oh, for me. It really wants to cut us off at the knees because it can't see. Yeah. And even if it could see, it's like, I don't understand all the steps that are required between here and there, that that's... It just feels so out of How time. is that possible? Yeah, and I've been really going through this a lot recently. The answer to that sort of push-pull relationship that you're talking about is really asking yourself, like, 
do you feel joy in your everyday life when you're engaged with what you're doing? Mm. You know, and can you feel a difference in the life that you have? Have you created shifts for yourself or are you really operating within the same pattern or not? Cause you don't want pattern pattern is pattern is karma. Pattern is all the things that, you know, the sort of familiar things that we've constructed in order to keep ourselves safe. It's ego, it's karma, but is there consistency? Are you consistent with yourself? Yeah. Because consistency is what displays all the pillars of trust. I am very consistent with myself. Yeah. I listen to myself at every juncture. Yeah. And I say what I mean. Mm -hmm. And I do what I say. And that's all I've got. So I really, it matters to me. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not in integrity, I'm not. I don't know who I am. Right. Exactly. And that's, and mm. that's perfect. Mm. And are you operating from a place of power? Most of the time. Well, that's very honest. So if you're not, are you aware of where you're giving yourself away? Yeah. And to what you are giving your, you know. When I deal with old shit, I notice I'm not in my power. Okay. But then the minute I snap back into my power, I heal the old shit. Yeah. Exactly. So. I mean, it takes a lot of humility to do so as well, because mm. you have to be able to answer honestly. And most mm. people don't necessarily self-assess honestly, right? Yeah. You know, they're always, and that's really because of ego, but they're either operating on like one end of the spectrum or another. I'm yeah. doing everything I possibly can, or I'm, I'm never doing enough. And somewhere in between, mm. you know, we're, we almost always fall in between. Yeah. But that's the thing. It feels like living in this space is not the same as living for our survival Mm-mm. And I'm really learning that it requires a different set of skills. Mm, like what kind of skills? It requires a fuck of a ton of trust. To maintain trust sometimes requires resilience. But we're coming to a pre-2024 moment that's quite pivotal where we have to really make the choice. And that's why we're kind of all about purpose is are we going to live fully for our fate? Or are we going to just not live at all? And I hate to make it such a bifurcated concept of it is, you know, it's all or nothing. But we are coming to this point where it is all or nothing. We really have to make that choice for ourselves. Otherwise, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. But in order to do this, we really have to have a lot of humility. It takes a while to keep trying lots of different things and seeing what actually fits you, suits you, works for you in every way. Right. And what I found, and it's going to sound like a really weird thing to say, but I was ambitious enough for myself Mm. that I wanted a bigger life for myself. Mm. And it didn't just mean about work or relationships. Right. Or we have a very narrow like view of ambition, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it was it, just... It's I'm, about success and where do I see yeah. myself in five years yeah. or ten years. And... Yeah. But I just wanted more for myself. Mm-hmm. And I wanted more, not more pain, more suffering, more learning shitty ways. I wanted more for myself in the sense of I wanted more joy, more happiness. I wanted to find love everywhere, not just in the places I already knew it existed. Yeah. Ambition and potential go hand in hand, right? Ambition gives us certain goals. It gives us like the bigger picture. Like you said, you just really wanted more for yourself. And the key or the importance about ambition is the fact that it requires clarity but bigger than that it's like who do you see yourself becoming Mm. who do you know yourself to be and who can that person really become and obviously not from a like kind of very strict identity ego place no not at all which is a very 3d concept right but we're talking about in a 5d way again it's your fate every child knows that they could be great 
Now it's just up to us to realise it. Yeah. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. 